If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. DFS Today. Morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, week 13, but it's Thanksgiving slate today. Happy to have you here on Pluto, channel 517, channel 719. So happy to be here, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Thanks for watching and listening. Happy Thanksgiving, Joe. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Mike Blewett. I feel a little naked without those giant things on my head. Feels good. That we usually do. Yeah, I feel nice so much cool freer, so much lighter. This is great. I love being here in the city. It's uh, lovely. I didn't see the balloons out yet. Are the balloons actually going to be there today, or was the wind too much? Uh, that's a good question. It didn't feel particularly windy for, to those of oh, you who don't, don't know where we uh, where we broadcast from. We're on 34th Street in Manhattan. Macy's is about 50 yards away. So all of those floats, Santa Claus, will all be coming through here. He might be here on the show later hours. today. It's, it's little, very possible. <laughs> it's a little dicey getting in and out of here, but no uh, major issues today. So uh, I hope you are at home and enjoying uh, your family and a big feast today. We'll try to do whatever we can to try to add to that feast by cashing on uh, cash games and tournaments. So uh, let's get to it. We're going to start out with the quarterbacks. We don't have a ton of time to do this segment, but... Really, the primary piece of news is that David Blau is in at quarterback for Jeff Driscoll today. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of speechless about that. I don't know what really we could say about it, except that it's uh, it's not a great look. It's not necessarily what you're looking for. Uh, going into this week, I thought maybe the Lions kind of have a putcher's chance. You get back at home, maybe you kind of figure out a situation where you make that work. But at the end of it, it's Blau. It's not a good scenario. Not to say that the Bears are world beaters, because obviously they are not. They struggle to get out of the gate very well in terms of scoring points, but you have to imagine that defense is going to give them a bunch of trouble. And not that the Bears defense is nearly the defense it was last year, 
but it's still good enough to give him fits, especially when you consider there's no run game really to support it. So it would be very surprising to me, Mike, if they were able to get a victory here. I think it would be an even bigger upset than I thought it was going into the week. But uh, do you think that there's any way that Blau can move the chains or make guys like Galladay or Marvin Jones actually useful today? You know, it's really tough. He wasn't known at Purdue of being this tremendously accurate passer. He's got a lot of starts under his belt. He was an undrafted free agent. He was signed by, uh, I think it was, I think it was the Browns. I'm, I'm blanking now. And then it, uh, and then he was trade. The it, there was a trade involved with the Lions uh, earlier in the year, sort of undisclosed. 2022 seventh round conditional draft pick kind of trade. The Lions just needed some depth at the position. And there was rumors that they were trying to bring in Josh Johnson potentially to start this game or at least to provide some depth. XFL team blocked that move. So uh, that's why Blau finds himself in this position. But a lot of starts under his belt at Purdue. Everybody loves him as a player and as a roster piece. But for him to start national television against a, a Bears defense that was obviously not putting up the numbers they did last year, but still an attacking style of defense. Oh, absolutely. And I, I also kind of wonder, too, I was trying to think, has there ever been a time where we've seen somebody make their NFL debut on Thanksgiving as a quarterback? I'm trying to think of one. I'm, I want to say Drew Henson did it, but I could be wrong. Was that the first time we got Drew Henson? Remember that when he came back with the Cowboys? I think that's possible. That's good. Outside of that, that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, this is so recent. Guy. Our graphics still say Jeff Driscoll on it. So apologies to that. David Blau, right. David Blau, to give you a sense, is $6,000. So let's let's talk about the rest of the position for now. Uh, we have, look, at in a three-game slate, you're going to look at every single option, and that's what we intend to do today. So we have Trubisky. We have Dak and Josh Allen, and then we obviously have Breeze and Matt Ryan, who's the guy that you really want in one of these slates. I think it's a little format, uh, you know, dependent. And yes. when you're looking at this slate, I think we're going to do a lot of that today where things are very format dependent when you're trying to figure out which guy do I want, which guy do I want on DK, which guy do I want on FanDuel. I could say right this. We're going to the very top of the board. I think the very chalky matchup today with the Atlanta Falcons and the Saints, I'm going to just fade away from that. In general, I think in cash you can go with it, but it becomes very difficult to then get the running backs you need or to pay up for Michael Thomas. And to me, I don't think there's that much of a separator between what you're going to get out of quarterback in that game later on in the night game than you could possibly get in the four o'clock game. So I really like Prescott and Allen. I prefer Allen over on the FanDuel side because of the rushing touchdown upside. In FanDuel, I'm always looking for those touchdowns, especially the rushing touchdown. And uh, and yes, it's probably going to be a difficult day for Josh Allen in that sense. Tough national game on the road, all that, but. I do think he can be a good return. And actually, on the DK side, this might surprise some people, but I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. I think at 57, he's the best quarterback value on the board on DK. And part of that reason is, I understand last week it was terrible. Anyone see what was going on last week? It was basically sideways rain and wind and the Patriots defense on the road in New England. What did we expect he was going to get? Because I didn't expect much. So for me, I'm looking at the rest of the game log. You can go backwards from uh, two weeks ago on 34, 29, 22, 21, 18, 29. The guy's leading the league in passing. And for me, I think he's the safest quarterback out there. He's got all those weapons. Yes, the Buffalo secondary is tough. But at the same time, Mike, I'm looking for a lot of underneath in this game. A lot of Ezekiel Elliott pass work is going to happen. And I think a lot of Randall Cobb as well. So conversely in that game, you have Josh Allen, who's a guy that's always a pretty good value because he adds floor with his rushing. So um, I, I think this game... I'm having a really t hard time evaluating what the game flow of this game looks like. I'm, in, I'm inclined to say that uh, the Bills will keep it close. They're getting six and a half, and I think there's value there. 
But at the same time, Dallas's rushing offense going up against the Bills' weak rushing defense is a way that they could exploit. So is Zeke really the one guy that you want from here? And if you're using Dak, who's a great value, who do you stack him with? Amari Cooper is actually kind of cheap on one of the sites. I think it's on on DK. Uh, but at the same time, I like Michael Gallup because he's seen just as many targets as Amari Cooper. Yeah, and, and going back to what you think this game is going to be, for my best guess, my guess is it's going to be close in the third quarter, and then Dallas will pull away in the end. And because they do a very good job in that Bills secondary of actually being able to shut down big-time wide receivers. I mean, even last week with Cortland Sutton, they were able to really double-team take him out of there. They hit hard. They cover well. Where you can attack Buffalo is over the middle a little bit, and I think that's why you're going to see a lot of Randall Cobb. And that's the thing. The the Dallas Cowboys have so many weapons, Mike. It becomes very difficult to stop them all. They're at home, Thanksgiving, coming off a bad loss, being called out by the owner. There are so many reasons why you would want to get involved, I think, with Dallas, and especially because I think the narrative, we all know this narrative plays a big part of it, To me, the narrative plays into the sense of, oh, now we're all negative on the Cowboys. The Cowboys haven't beaten anybody with a winning record. But in all fairness, the Bills haven't beaten a lot of teams with really great records either. And the Bills are a good football team. The Bills are a playoff football team. But to me, I think they're going to be outclassed. And I think by the time we get to the fourth quarter, that class kind of pulls away because there's too many weapons to stop. And that's why Dak Prescott and Josh Allen, like those are the two quarterbacks. You go down just a tick. Everybody and their mother who doesn't play DFS, who's going to yeah, throw in a lineup today because they're bored waiting for the turkey to come out. To me, I think they're going to go right to Breeze, right to Matt Ryan, right to those kind of names. And I think you can look for that for sure. And the tricky part with Matt Ryan is since he's come back from the injury and post by, he hasn't been very good. No, uh, he hasn't. He's not. They, he gets they Freeman back of, today, right. which I think will help a little bit in terms of balance. I think what happens is you become one dimensional and then it becomes kind of difficult to. Uh, to break that mold and really get a ton of fantasy points. And then the Julio injury on top of that, that was a bad combination. You lose Hooper, Julio's banged up, no Devontae Freeman. At a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. But I'm telling you, just the regular old football fan who's going to start throwing DFS lineups in today just because they're home and they have no choice or they just got eliminated from the playoffs last week, there's going to be a lot of chalk on that night game. And I think you want to kind of steer away from that to the 4 o'clock. Okay, last guy we should talk about, we only got about 30 seconds, is Mitch Trubisky. Um, That's all it needs. Yeah. We don't need much. He hasn't been efficient this year, but do you find any way to get him in lineups as a sneaky play? Uh, I don't think so. The only way you could do that is if you really want to go up and get Kamara and Thomas in the same lineup. You might have to do that, but I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. If you're going to use Trubisky, you got to stack him with one of those receivers, most likely Allen Robinson. We'll come back, talk running backs after this. It's Mike and Joe at DFS Today on The Grid. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving once again. From all of us here at the Sports Grid TV Network, excited to have you with us on Pluto, Channel 517, Zumo, Channel 719, on Stir. For those of you listening on iHeartRadio or TuneIn, we appreciate it. Mike and Joe here. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, please go to SportsGrid, at SportsGrid. Uh, same with YouTube and Instagram, at SportsGrid TV. So follow us there. Joe's at uh, JoePCPS17. I'm at Mike Blewett. So uh, anytime you want to check out our content or take a look at what's going on on the SportsGrid TV Network, Uh, Check any number of those uh, things that I just listed. So let's get to running backs. And I I think an important part of what's going on today is that this is a small slate, obviously. Uh, For those of you, there may be some of you out there that are are fairly new to DFS. That main slate is the Sunday group of games when you have a smaller slate like this. And this is really the only one of its kind in the NFL in a given year. It's just three games. So – the strategy becomes a really important part of how you're playing it, right, Joe? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's all about the strategy, and it's all about understanding the ins and outs of the two sites and the scoring and trying to manipulate that because it's not a showdown, uh, but it's a little bit bigger here in terms of what you're just doing on Monday, Thursday. So when you add that third game in, it does change things a bit. Yeah. So, uh, again, we got, so we got Lions, Bears kicking off at 1230, Dallas uh, and Buffalo at 430, and then the night game at 820, would be Falcons um, hosting the Saints. So, uh, all right, let's get to it. Running back position. Uh, we're going to start out with talking about the guys that are right at the top of the list on FanDuel. 
and that is uh, Zeke Elliott. He's at 8,400. Yeah. Oh, look, Ezekiel Elliott is a, is a great play today because I do believe he will get involved in the passing game, which is what I think you want him to do, and I think you want him to touch the ball a lot here. Uh, I think the path to victory here is to run against Buffalo. That's what you wanted to see last week out of the Denver Broncos, too, because the Denver Broncos' Phil Lindsay was due for a big game there, but the Brandon Allen play at quarterback kind of crushed that a little bit, then they got behind, the game script went away. That's not going to be the case here, so you can go back to that because what you've seen in terms of data absolutely makes sense. So you should absolutely be looking at Ezekiel Elliott, especially on the FanDuel side if you could do it. And actually, I'll tell you the truth, I like him over on DK also because DK, he is cheaper than Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is the guy most people are going to go to, and they should because in terms of who's the best all-purpose back on the slate, it's Kamara. But the thing that we're missing so far are those big Alvin Kamara games. Now, the one tease here, Mike, is that the Falcons historically the last couple of years do struggle mightily against running backs who catch the ball in the backfield. And last time I checked, that pretty much is Alvin Kamara. So what are we going to do with that information? Look, I think it's going to be very chalky. I think if you're going to play multi-entry tournaments today, you want to have a Kamara lineup and a Zeke lineup. It's impossible, basically, to get both of them together. But I don't think you can cash without one of the two today. So make sure you're not fading running back altogether. I do think you have to make some concession there for one of the two. Again, I think it's important to note that that Bills defense, which is really well-respected, has not been good against the run. 26th, I believe, in the league. Yeah, not good. DVOA. Uh, and they are a, a very good pass defense. So I, I think Dallas could have struggles trying to get the ball down the field, but uh, this offense sort of runs through Zeke in the running game anyway, although it's ironic to say that because Dallas is really placed right towards the top of the league. In offense this year, Dak's throwing the ball most passing yards in the league this year. So, again, Zeke and Kamara really at the top of the list, and then we start dropping down to some really important – I think this is where, where it's going to get really important how you – manage yourself versus your opponents in some of these larger fields in particular. This next grouping, which is Singletary, Cohen, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Bo Scarborough. What do you like from there? Well, I'll tell you what. I think it's really a tough sell for Bo Scarborough today. We'll start with him there because I know a lot of people looked at him as a potential lineup builder. Is that because of the change of quarterback? It's because of the change of quarterback, but also because I think when you're looking at it, you have to say, all right, well, uh, even though they've given up a fair amount, the Bears, to running backs in terms of fantasy points, which they have, I think it's a very difficult uh, sell today to think that they can move the chains. See, if you have trouble with the young quarterback moving the chains, then you have trouble getting touches. If you have trouble getting touches for a running back like Bo Scarborough who doesn't catch the ball to the backfield, then what are we looking at? Are we looking for somewhere around 60 yards or something like that? Like, that's, that's not a great – six points is not going to get it done today. And if he falls in the end zone, okay, maybe he gets 12. But he's he he's extremely touchdown dependent today. Very touchdown dependent. We had a LeGarrette Blanket game like that on Thanksgiving uh, last year uh, where there was a, he had a three-touchdown game. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to need something year. like that uh, in order for Scarborough to come through because he's not really involved in the passing And it's game. asking a lot. And that was with yeah. Matthew Stafford, a quarterback. Right, right. So a very different scenario here I, today. I think, to you, I think you're, the most important point you, you made there is that the play volume will probably be down. Uh, if the Bears get a lead, they're obviously going to try to run out the clock, and you're you're getting a rookie stepping in there for the first time, trying to get first downs against a pretty good defense. Uh, and and obviously Khalil Mack and those guys are going to have their ears pinned back. Now the defense did change when Akeem Hicks went down, and it hasn't been quite as dominant, but still going up against this rookie, I think they're going to have. Uh, it might be easy for them to get to the QB. We'll get to the defenses later, but uh, so uh, conversely, then how about David Montgomery in this spot? that's the tough sell because you're looking at it and you say, okay, it's a good matchup on paper for David Montgomery. But at the same time, 
I feel in a lot of ways you prefer Tariq Cohen in this game. I think you look at Tariq Cohen as the guy that it's a little easier, especially over on DK, for him with the full point PPR to get that. He's a 5K player over on DK. Uh, you look at the game log for Tariq Cohen, it's not great. But in terms of fantasy return on investment, you're basically looking at a double-digit player every single week. <laughs> so we're talking about 12, 18, 13, the last three weeks. Now, that's not changing the world. But it's a good enough floor on a short slate where you could say, hey, I'm going to play this guy as a flex or an RB2, offset some of the cost of Alvin Kamara, offset some of the cost of Ezekiel Elliott. And then what you have now is a scenario where it frees you up to go up to Michael Thomas, frees you up if you want to go up a little bit at quarterback, maybe fade tight end a little bit because it really is only the one on the slate worth the investment. Everybody else is kind of a dart throw. So for me, I would favor Tariq Cohn because really, even when Montgomery's gotten the volume, Mike, the returns have not been there, and that's my concern with this one. And, you know, it's funny. You mentioned Trubisky earlier in that first segment. The fact that Trubisky always seems to come out flat in that first quarter, I always feel like that kind of holds back that production. Right. If he can come out there today and break that trend, then maybe he does return. Maybe. But I'll tell you what, man. I think I would side with Tariq Cohen. I'm curious. Where do you stand between those two running backs? I think I would not play Cohen in on FanDuel at all. Um, you know, we're... When I say it all, I'm saying a low percentage. If you have a lot of lineups going on, I'm saying low percentage. Only because those numbers that you mentioned with Cohen have been somewhat touchdown dependent. He scored two of the last three weeks. So that has pushed those numbers up. And but he's also touched the football a lot in the yes, last three weeks. Yes, he's got, he's got uh, over 10 touches the last three weeks, I believe. Uh, so that is encouraging. It just hasn't been... I guess it just hasn't been what I've thought for Tariq Cohen this whole well, season. Well, look, the Bears' offense hasn't been anything That's good right. either. And, and you go back that last game against Detroit, he did have a touchdown. That went too. Uh, he had 12 fan duel points. In that and Montgomery game. hasn't been good for a month. He hasn't been good at all, if he's been good at all this whole year. But I will say that I think I'm going to take some shots with him today. I do think that they could be down. If they're getting down close to the goal line, I think he could see a couple of touches. I'm hoping for the David Montgomery game that maybe isn't that efficient, and I understand it's touchdown dependent, but I'll, I'll have a, as much a percentage of him as I'll have of Cohen, uh, although Cohen will definitely be a lean on DraftKings. That's sort of how I'm looking at that. Yeah, I just uh, Montgomery to me is a very tough sell in this game. In fact, the running backs in general are a tough sell. The problem is you have to kind of at least dabble with one of them yeah. because you can't get to where you want to in terms of the volume of the Ezekiel Elliott's, of the Alvin Kamara's, of the Michael Thomas's. I haven't put together any Kamara and Zeke Elliott lineups it's, yet. It's almost – well, you can – but then you're not you're Playing you're gonna David go Blau. you're gonna be talking about well not even Blau so much as it's Gage it's Beasley it's those secondary wide yes. receivers yes. which is not a terrible situation either. Okay, so Kamara obviously is at the top of the slate. How about um, Brian Hill, Devin Singletary, even Devonta Freeman coming back? Well, Singletary to me I think is a fascinating one. I like the trend going here. I think if you are the Bills, the first thing you want to do is make sure you get out there with Devin Singletary and start to hand him the ball. You want to make sure you want to keep this offense off the field of the Dallas Cowboys. And I think you do that with Singletary. The volume is trending in the right direction in terms of carries. I think he is by far their most dynamic athletic running back at this point. No offense, Frank Gore. I love that you and I are practically the same age and you're still playing football and I'm sitting here behind a desk. Third all time. Third all time. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just incredible what he's done. But Devin Singletary, to me, Mike, I think he has that great opportunity today. Good cost, good return on investment. In terms of the other running backs, I think... Latavius Murray. Let's talk about him before we go. Yeah, well, Latavius Murray. You know what? I think we should tease that a little bit. Let's okay. talk about Murray we'll talk and about those Latavius Falcons Murray guys. Murray when we come back. When we, come back. Yeah. Uh, we have a little extra time today. There's only three games. We don't have to talk... We're talking about every guy that's playing today, basically, that's on the slate. So we have a little extra time. We'll talk Latavius Murray and whether he's tantamount 
with you having an even happier Thanksgiving. It's Mike and Joe on the grid. Thanks for watching. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll be right back after this to talk wide receivers. That's Latavius Murray. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. Here's how it works. Uh, One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. Three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. 
This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users. You get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. That's New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. So thanks again for joining us on the SportsGrid TV network this morning. And we were talking about Latavius Murray right before the break. I feel like he's going to be a big difference maker, especially in some of these larger tournaments where you're potentially fading Kamara and using Latavius Murray. So I have him in a whole bunch of lineups. And it makes sense. I mean, he's still getting some volume there. He's still getting some work. He's still getting that Mark Ingram workload. And that's why, you know, I think he is, he makes a lot of sense in terms of pivoting off there, especially on the FanDuel side where you want to favor that touchdown, the touchdown upside is what you're looking for there. So it makes a lot of sense to look at Kamara and say, yeah, you know, Kamara's been really good all-purpose last couple weeks, but how many touchdowns are there? Now, granted, this could be that game and Kamara could go off, and it's okay to have that share, but if you're playing in cash games too, I think it's a much safer pairing to go with Latavius Murray and Ezekiel Elliott, pair those guys together. You have a very high floor. You have a lot of touchdown upside as well for those three guys. You, you Those two guys, excuse me, you look at probably three touchdowns potentially between them, if not more. So I think, Murray, I'm, I'm with you. I think that makes a ton of sense there. And on the other side, I know we started to talk about Devonta Freeman and Quadra Allison and those guys. To me, I just look at that, and I know Freeman is back now. That's great. He just came back. It's a short week. I don't know how much practice he really got in there. So I'm going to don't run the ball well. And they, well, even when he was healthy, they basically he was well. just catching the football. Now, the interesting thing about that is that makes him a sneaky play over on DraftKings. Because basically, all the yardage was coming. He would get like 74 yards uh, you know, through the air with six catches. And all of a sudden, yeah, maybe 30 rushing yards. But hey, that's 100, that's 100 all-purpose yards with six catches. And all of a sudden, that's a pretty good PPR day. So he's actually a sneaky play for me over on the DK side. Yeah, there's still no Austin Hooper. Obviously, we've seen Calvin Ridley break out since the trade of um, Muhammad Sanu. Julio Jones has been banged up, but I expect him to be out there. I wouldn't expect anything less than Julio to be who he is. You know what I mean? It, although it's it's against a tough defense today. Well, it's also a Marshawn Lattimore, too. That's right. So um, the Russell Gage thing, does it scare me off of Freeman? Not necessarily. I, I think Freeman, I think if you are the Atlanta coaching staff, you're going into that game, assuming Freeman is totally healthy, he's the third option in the passing game today, not Russell Gage. You're probably right, but I think it also depends on how far behind they fall in this game. Yeah. If they fall behind early, I think Gage works a lot more. Do you think it's a blowout today? I do. If they did not go in a couple weeks ago and basically beat up the Saints in their home building, I would think this is a huge trap game for New Orleans. Short week, holiday, all those things, riding high. But the fact they did get punched in the mouth a couple yeah, weeks ago, that changes the dynamic. I think the Saints get out early and often, and I do think Gage becomes that guy in that second half. I just think these divisional games late in the year, these teams that know each other so well, I would be surprised if, if New Orleans just blew their doors off. Now, they're a better team, obviously. I wouldn't be surprised if they blew their doors off in the first half and then Atlanta... Gets that garbage time, bounces back. So it might might make a little uh, bit for an interesting wagering day. in particular are not that easy to evaluate today, I, I, I think. I, I could, could I see Dallas having a comfortable win against Buffalo? Yes, but I'm not expecting it. You know, when we're talking about range of outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. You can never be 100% certain of what happens. So we're not. talking about range of outcomes. And I, I think there's a, certainly a lot of pass for Dallas to have a comfortable win today and just run the ball down their throat and have a 10-point a win. But Dallas hasn't proven to be able to do that. And I, I think six and a half points to for an eight and three team, you're getting six and a half points in a row. That's difficult. And this other game is a divisional game. 
New Orleans is a lot better than Atlanta, but it's a divisional game. These teams know each other so well. We just watched what happened in a New Orleans home game where they're better than Carolina by a good margin, and that game was tooth and nail. They could have lost, mm-hmm. you know, and then they lost two weeks ago to Atlanta. It's just I, 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 that's why I find these games hard to evaluate. The Chicago game, as a much of a mess as they are on offense, I don't think Detroit has a chance today. No, I don't either. I really don't. And it's, I think that team's f- totally falling apart. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. They lost to Washington. Well, they lost to Washington, but also they've lost so many pieces, and also yeah. they've lost so many games in so many tough ways. I think mentally it's taken its toll on them as a team. And there's only so many games you can lose by a Kenny bad Galladay, call. By yeah, well, you know, how many bad calls between that, that weird run back end zone to end zone in the Chiefs game, and then you have everything yeah. that happened in Green Bay. There's only so many times you can lose like that, and then I feel like, yeah. bounce back from it where you don't feel like every time something doesn't go your way, all of a sudden things are going to get, you know, go down south real fast. True. So let's let's uh, move over to uh, the wide receivers because at, at the top of the slate, he's at the top of whatever slate you will ever play this year <laughs> is Michael Thomas. He's in, on the Daily Roto projections to give you an idea of how good he's been, especially versus even this field, which includes Julio Jones. He's six points in front of the second most – Second highest projected wide receiver. And he should be. And he's still $1,000 every week less than our boy Christian McCaffrey, which yeah. makes him the best premium player. Every You know what you're going to get. Every single week, you know what you're going to get out of Michael Thomas. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm paying the premium. I find it very difficult to believe that the lineup that wins tournaments today on Thanksgiving does not have Michael Thomas in it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's, a, it's an incredibly uh, running back heavy day. I find it hard to believe Michael Thomas has been so good. The Falcons secondary has struggled so much. I just I just don't see any situation here where Michael Thomas doesn't put on a laser light show here with Drew Brees. I really don't. Yeah. So I think you're going to – there's going to be some challenges in putting these lineups together, like Joe and I have mentioned, because Zeke and Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas are all very expensive. But – you don't want to really be you don't want to be underweight Michael Thomas which underweight to, I, I like to explain some of these terminologies from time to time simply because we have new listeners coming in we've added new audiences so underweight means if you're playing a, a fair amount of lineups let's just say you're playing 20 lineups and many DFS pros play hundreds of lineups but say you're playing 20 lineups you're trying to figure out the percentages in which you want some players in your lineups you want Michael Thomas in 100 percent of your lineups it's not inconceivable, but it's not wise to do that because if Michael Thomas ends up having a stub standard game, then it's going to put you out of the running in some of these tournaments. So I don't think you want to be underweight Michael Thomas. Let's just say if the field is going to be at 50, 60% Michael Thomas owned. It could be owned. 80% owned, and I think it would be okay. Yeah. I, I just, because it, if this yeah, was Sunday. I don't Sunday, want to be underweight the field. No. If this was Sunday, I can understand, okay, you pivot off Michael Thomas, you fade the top and all that. But especially when you consider the rest of the slate, because Amari Cooper is going to have his work cut out for him too. Uh, I think he is the contrarian play of the day, is Amari Cooper, because that secondary in Buffalo is very, very good. He's coming off a bad game here with the zero catches. He's been a little banged up too. I, I think there will be a lot of people off Amari Cooper. He's the contrarian play. If you want to get away from Thomas, that's the way you get away from him because the ownership will be less. The matchup's a little tougher. And also, I'm going to get away from Julio. I Look, Marshawn Lattimore... Just look at the stats. He has basically shut down everybody that he's gone against. And the one game he didn't is when he got hurt and then Mike Evans ate him up. I, I don't, I'm not going to put that on Marshawn Lattimore because he wasn't in the game anymore. So for me, I think it's all the Michael Thomas you can handle. You fade away 
from Julio. And then you look at the rest of the field. You know Allen Robinson is very steady. He's a terrific cash game wide receiver. You know every week what you're going to get out of him. You're going to probably get 7 for 77 with a touchdown upside there. Probably a .5 probability there uh, in terms of over-under for touchdown. And then I think when you look into that next game, too, with the uh, Buffalo Bills, you saw last week John Brown get slowed a little bit. He still had the touchdown, but the volume had slowed down a bit. So I think the book is out a little bit. I think you double-team John Brown, make Cole Beasley beat you. And I think, not that I'm big into narrative games, but Cole Beasley also is the perfect guy to go against that kind of a defense that the Cowboys like to run as well. Underneath, lots of short passes. I could see Cole Beasley being very active in this game today and probably the better DK investment than yeah, John he Brown. He smashed last week of all weeks. I, I, I finally was done playing with Cole Beasley, and last week was the week that he scored. He had a big week last week. So well, He's been steady on the DK. On the full-point yeah. PPR, he's been right. steady. And on the flip side of that same game, I look at Randall Cobb as that same thing. Because I feel like Randall Cobb, if you do double up Amari Cooper, you have to kind of put yourself in the mindset of the team. So if the mindset of the team is, I want to go ahead and I want to make sure that, you know, I stop Amari Cooper from beating me. Well, that still leaves Michael Gallup. Can you guard Michael Gallup one-on-one? Probably, because Buffalo has a personnel to do it. So where does that leave? It leaves Randall Cobb in the slot. And Randall Cobb in the slot, I think, becomes another one of these guys. I think this is a game where you're talking about Zeke. Slot receivers, Josh Allen, those are the names that are going to make or break this game. I don't necessarily think it's the Amari Coopers of the world or John Browns. I I have a bunch of DAC lineups with Gallup and Cooper in them. Just trying to think. That would be a little bit of a contrarian play. Attacking Buffalo through the air. But Dak has been good enough, and the receivers have been good enough that they can do it. I'm not going to fade away players every time just because there's a bad matchup. I hear you. And in segment one, when we talked about quarterbacks and you brought up the idea of Trubisky, I can't get there. And the reason why I like I like it so much is because Prescott is 57 on DK and Trubisky is 53. So for $400 more, the amount of floor that I'm getting with Dak Prescott, who is basically just he's leading the league in passing, folks. Let's not forget that he's leading the league in passing. I don't know how you get around that. So for me, I'm looking there now. I'm curious. Uh, outside of that, how do you feel about Ridley today versus Gage? Do you feel like that's the go-to guy, or do you feel like you go all the way down to Gage and save the money and go up at running back? I, that's what I did uh, mm-hmm. more often than not. I will have some pieces of Ridley, but I, I'm utilizing Gage more than I thought I would as I was building lineups because I was going to Michael Thomas and I was using Amari also. I found myself using Russell Gage as maybe that third wide receiver. If I have a little bit of extra cash in some lineups, maybe I can switch, do a little late swap action and DraftKings. But for now, I'm utilizing Gage as an option, uh, which contradicts somewhat what I said about the Devontae Freeman thing. But look, if they're down, they're going to have to utilize everybody. And if Julio's a little bit banged up and he's not having an optimal game, is it all Ridley? Probably not. They do a pretty decent job of spreading it around. So it could be Freeman, a little bit of Gage. Um, we didn't talk about the Lions receivers at all. I made a joke. And said, <laughs> there R- might be a reason for R- that. R.I.P. Kenny Galladay, but it, it's odd because Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones have at times been really productive, but it's slip sliding away. It's difficult. It is a it is a huge dart throw, and it could bottom out for you. So I would just avoid it. If I missed if we missed anybody else, Joe talked about Randall Cobb. We talked about Cole Beasley. If we missed anybody else, we will catch it on the other side. But. Clearly a lot to walk through in these three-game slates, right? It's not as easy. It it feels easier when there's more games. I haven't won a million dollars doing this yet, but it feels easier on Sunday. It's a little trickier with these three-game slates. Joe and I will be right back. We'll talk about tight ends, defenses, and a little bit more strategy. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Then let DailyRoto.com stuff your pockets with cash this Thanksgiving. Get your free trial with the promo code STUFFING, that's S-T-U-F-F-I-N-G, to unlock a free seven-day elite elite membership. Leverage Daily Roto's optimizer and industry-leading fantasy projections and learn from the game's best DFS players. Don't be a turkey. Get your free trial. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code STUFFING for a free trial. New customers only. Offer expires at the end of November. And I'll just pause for a minute and tell you about DailyRoto.com. They've produced seven different millionaires and 
They've had a ton more people that have won. I use the DailyRoto.com optimizer on a regular basis. I haven't won a million dollars yet, but I, I will say it's the best tools out there. So if you're getting it for free, I highly recommend it. And if you're not a football person, use it for the NBA. It's the elite membership. You get it to use for any sport. If you want to try hockey, you want to try anything else, uh, go for it. So I, I can't recommend it enough. I, the I use their tools on a regular basis, and I, I listen to the DFS uh, premium podcast on DailyRoto.com religiously. It is the number one podcast that I recommend to people that want to play fantasy sports, that want to play DFS. So, uh, and Joe Pisapia has some great podcasts as well. I can't, uh, I can't possibly not mention him <laughs> and his podcast. You're too kind. I'm uh, thankful for you, Mike Blewett. Thanks, buddy. So, uh, okay. So that that's it. That, that was my little diatribe <laughs> on DailyRoto.com and how how fun it is and how useful it is. So let's get to the tight end position, which is probably of any slate I've ever played on DFS in my life, the biggest mess of a position ever. Now, the tight end position is really a mess every year when we get to this time of year. This Sunday slate is actually amazing. All the big guys are back. It all hurts. Oh, yeah. Kelsey, everybody's on the main slate today. All tight ends ago. Not so much. Not at all. Jared Cook. The New Orleans Saints is priced at 4800 on DraftKings. Austin Hooper is out. Uh, you have TJ Hawkinson, who at 5300 I'm not Questionable, into too. And questionable. Not into it. He no. could be a safety valve for David Blau. That's the story you're telling yourself if you're using Hawkinson. He's only 4700 on on FanDuel. If you've got money so, to burn, that's the line. Oh, what did right? I say? I said 5400. I said 3400. 34. Sorry. Yeah, that makes he's a lot more really, sense. But if you've got money to burn, there it is. It's the David Blau stack. It's yeah. him and Hawkinson and Scarborough and oh my god, all the Detroit Lions, but uh, I don't think it's uh, you mistake. might as well just let your money on fire. I yeah, think it's huge mistake. Better. It's 3400 on DraftKings <laughs> for Hawkinson, 4700 on FanDuel. Uh the only other guys you could really look at, Jason Witten, um You'd need a touchdown there. Uh, I, I think, look. Look, Witten and Jarwin have their moments in that offense. You could certainly make a case for them in terms of. For the Blake Jarwin game in week 17 last yeah, year scored these, three touchdowns? These games happen, and there could be a one-off at tight end. But here, here's the point, is you want to look at that Jared Cook game log because the Jared Cook game log, to me, Mike, is that one where you see since Breeze has come back the Jared Cook that I thought was going to be there, which is basically a double-digit guy every week. So the thing is, do you want to take the floor – of Jared Cook, which is probably 11 points with the upside for 17-18 if he catches a touchdown, or would you rather take the tight end dependency and probably get one or two, but maybe they get a touchdown, uh, maybe Witten gets a touchdown, Jarwin gets a touchdown, all of a sudden they get to 10. I will take the safe 10 with the upside and pay, especially over on DK where the full point PPR exists because I think even then, I think just the work you see, you know, he had eight targets in the last game. Uh, two games ago, he had 10 targets. So Jared Cook seeing a fair amount of work there. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you have Thomas, that's another guy, it makes sense to have Cook too because I think one of those two guys will get the touchdown. Thomas gets a big catch, gets down to the goal line area. I think there's a good chance that uh, Jared Cook is one of those guys that gets that touchdown. And in terms of other than that, you're throwing darts. I think the dart that I want to throw is actually Dawson Knox of yeah, Buffalo. I'm with you. And, and I feel like that's also because if you do – believe that they're going to double up John Brown. And I'm not saying John Brown can't have a touchdown in this game. He can. I just worry about the volume of John Brown, potentially. I hope he goes over that. I'm a big John Brown fan. But I feel like Dawson Knox is getting a little bit more attention lately, and that makes me interested. But he's another one of these guys, just like Blake Jarwin, just like 
<laughs> Witten. You throw it out there, you see what works, but he needs that touchdown. Yeah, I think that's the case at the tight end position, period, right now. Uh, other than some of those major tight ends that I talked about, Hunter Henry and and Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, um, George Kittle, you need a touchdown to win the day. And I think that's what's going to happen today. So you're hoping for Witten or Jarwin or Ben Broniker or Jesper Horstead to score a touchdown. I think the guys... If it's Josh Hill, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if Josh Hill gets a touchdown, I'm losing my mind today because I right, got Of course that'll time. happen. Right, of course. Zach Lyon will get a touchdown, one-yard touchdown run, and then Kamara owners are going to freak out. So um, so I, I'm with Joe. I, I think if I'm not going with Cook, I'm going to really look at Dawson Knox. Otherwise, it's not really... There's not so much in terms of advice that we can give. Just saying you can run the wheel, pick a couple of different guys in your lineups, and hope they score a touchdown. So that's really where we're at. Let's move over to the defenses. So the Bears are going to be an overwhelming uh, favorite here at the at defense, and I want to get their prices on FanDuel. But um, defenses right now, Bears are the highest priced at 5000 You got the Saints at 4700 Lions at 4400 Cowboys at 4200 Bills at 4000 Falcons at 3200 So which way do you want to go? Look, sometimes the chalk is right. We talk about it all the time. With this quarterback change, I know everyone keeps trying to get everybody off the Bears, off the Bears. I can't do it. I can't do it. Khalil Mack is, a, is an absolute menace to society. I just don't see how we don't have turnovers in this game. I also see special teams being potentially a, a good thing for the Bears in this one, too. So, I don't know. For me, Mike, I look at this and I say to myself, yeah, everyone's going to outthink themselves. I think what happens is when you have the three games, people outthink themselves. They, they look at it, and they start to look at all the combinations, and they start to go, oh, what about this and this? And, oh, that's going to hurt me, but that looks really good, but I don't want to do that because it looks too good to be true. Sometimes it is exactly what you think it is. Sometimes it is Lamar Jackson is that good, and he's going to put up five touchdowns against the Rams. Sometimes it's just easy. Sometimes it's just an easy victory. Bear, I think it's an easy one for the Bears. The Bears will be the most highly owned 70 percent right it could be <laughs> yeah i'm saying across the entire slate across the I, entire slate it could be a 70 at any position i think i guess no, the question is who do you on either side where do you pivot from that defense it let me just for fun i'll talk you out of the bears i'll try to Go talk you it. out of the bears. all right i'm gonna sit here you talk me out of the bears mike blewett they know i want to hear it they know they can't have any per- vertical passing game today so they'll do their best to establish scarborough and potentially Ty Johnson and whomever they can to keep Blau safe. And all of these passes that he's going to throw today are going to be close to the line of scrimmage, and it's going to limit the opportunity for interceptions. Fumbles are unpredictable, so I can't, you can't really predict that. You can't go into a DFS slate using a defense that you think is going to really limit the opponent and pe- perhaps pitch a shutout. They're too rare, and it's not really the path to points. So, who is the path to points out of the other defenses? Matt Ryan is taking better care of the ball in the last eight weeks or so. Even though he hasn't been great, he's taking better care of the ball. But you could see an opportunity there for the Saints to be the defense. That's, I agree. Right. The Saints is the one pivot. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's a pivot on FanDuel because, ironically, the Bears are 5K on FanDuel. They are 4-7. And this is why you have to really pay attention. What works on one slate might not be how you want to approach the other one in terms of return on investment. How about Josh Allen under the bright lights of Thanksgiving? Can he? No, I, yeah, that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. I think bright lights, Josh Allen shows up and puts on a show. He's not only going to come out with a victory, 
But I think he's going to do everything he can to put on a show. I will go with the Saints as well because I think there's that opportunity for mistakes because I do think the Saints are going to jump on them. I think they're pissed off about how that game went last time. I think they're going to take it out on them early. And when you're behind, you start to make mistakes, especially if you are looking at a fourth quarter where you're trying to come back and get some garbage time points. There could be some, you know, just chuck picks. That would help me with my correlation because what we also, what you often try to do from a DFS strategy standpoint is correlate your lineups, which means don't play the Saints defense and David Montgomery, for example. The opposing running back matching it up with the defense is not a good way to go. But this would help me because I'll be using Latavius Murray mm. and the Saints D. So that makes some sense with Absolutely. Michael Thomas. And on, and on the flip side, I won't even use Breeze. No, yeah, I'm, I've got no breeze either. But on, on the flip side, on DK, what's fascinating, Mike, is you got the Saints at the top of the defensive board yeah. at 35, and then the Bears, $1,000 difference. Yes. So for a $1,000 difference on DK, where I need those extra PPR points, I will go down to the Bears, and I will have them everywhere. Uh, on FanDuel, however, I think fading the Bears makes a lot more sense because it allows you a little bit more cash to play around with tight end or wide receiver. You can get to a higher four players as your secondary wide receiver like Allen Robinson yep. instead of Calvin Ridley, and I think that's a really good look for you as well. And it allows you to you know, basically do a little bit more, but what it tells you is they recognize over on DK the value of the Saints' defense in this spot, and that should be a, a little bit of a warning sign for you, a little bit of a trigger where you go, oh, wow. They're all the way at the top of the board, yet they're second, and they're a couple hundred dollars less than the Bears on FanDuel. Yep. That's a really smart investment. Let me go there instead of the Bears. Yeah. So what's yeah interesting in this slate, an- another tip for everybody out there, when you're playing in a three-game slate like this, I was listening to Drew Dinkmeyer talk about this, and we talk, talk to him nearly every Sunday. In a three-game slate, you should be prepared. You should be using some players from that first game and be prepared to late swap. Now, data suggests that people don't swap out their lineups, even if they're drawing dead. But I think it's important to utilize a couple of players mm-hmm. from that first game. If it doesn't work out and you need a higher upside or you need to pivot in some of the later games, you should do that. Well, Robinson's the guy from the early slate for me. Yeah, Robinson's that guy. I think you put him in there. What Lions would you use? Uh, if I ha- Honestly, gun to my head, what Lion I would use is Kenny Galladay. Because I still believe that it's just I believe in the talent. I believe in who's the guy that can make the play and, and get it done. It's him. Now I I know you can make the case for Jones, Jones, been more of that guy too. I think it's one of those two, but it would not be Scarborough. It would certainly not Scarborough be Scarborough has to score a touchdown. Yeah, I, I think I would take my shot with Kenny Galladay because even in that game against the Bears a couple weeks ago, Driscoll found Kenny Galladay in the end zone, didn't he? Scarborough could smash with this kind of lineup: twelve carries, thirty-two yards, two scores but they lose 30 to 14. He could, but in order to get down to the goal line twice, they either have to have some massive turnover, like Trubisky Misa makes mistakes, which is Here's my story. Very, it's, it's a good narrative. That's my story. It's a lovely Thanksgiving tale. <laughs> Perhaps we should all gather by the fire, have some turkey, and listen to Mike Blewett tell me about Mike Tr- Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, I can make up any story you want. It's, if there's one thing I'm good at, I can make up a story. Well, and there's one thing Mitch Trubisky's really good at. It's, it's being underwhelming. Yeah. It's making mistakes, and we all know that. Ran out of touchdown last week. He did. Look, look. If you, <laughs> I, I told you, my problem with Trubisky this week is not that it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense when three hundred dollars more I can have Dak. Yeah, the higher floor just makes no sense on DK. Why I would go down at Trubisky except for ownership, which I I don't think that's a good enough argument on a three game slate. I just don't. Got it. Okay. 
So down to our final minute, uh, I'd say we've talked about just about every player on this slate. I think it's important to utilize a couple of players or a player in the early game. If it doesn't work out, uh, you can pivot. Uh, just be by your computer, by your phone during the day in order to make these switches. I think some people will load up a little bit too much in the early games uh, and not leave themselves opportunities to use the late game, particularly the night game where the Saints its the highest scoring offense on the slate today. So, um, Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, Michael Thomas, the three highest price players on the slate and the guys that we have a lot of confidence in. Yeah, yes? give, me, give me Zeke and Thomas. I think those are the two guys that I, I really want to build all my lineups around because as we were talking over the break, I want the main primetime guys to pull me over the pay line. Give me the big-time quarterbacks, Josh Allen on FanDuel. Give me Dak Prescott over on DK. Let those three players pull you over pay lines. And the then, experienced players are going yeah. to play Drew Brees all day today, and it's yep. not the way we want to go. Absolutely. A lot of big names will be out there, and a lot of them will be wrong. Go out there with those couple guys, and I think you will be over, especially in cash games. Good stuff. We were filmed this between 8 and 9 Eastern, so keep an uh, eye on inactives and everything else later. So from our family here at the Sports Grid TV Network, on behalf of Joe, myself, Greg, Chris Pavona producing, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a good week. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. what you missed on dfs today oh i missed conversely then how about david montgomery in this spot that's the tough sell because you're looking at it and you say okay it's a good matchup on paper for david montgomery but at the same time i feel in a lot of ways you prefer Tariq cohen in this game i think you look at Tariq cohen as the guy that it's a little easier especially over on dk for him with the full point ppr to get that he's a 5k player over on dk uh you look at the game log for Tariq cohen it's not great but in terms of fantasy return on investment you're basically looking at a double digit player every single week so we're talking about 12 18 13 the last three weeks now that's not changing the world but it's a good enough floor on a short slate where you could say hey i'm going to play this guy as a flex or an rb2 offset some of the cost of alvin Kamara, offset some of the cost of ezekiel elliott and then what you have now is a scenario where it frees you up to go up to michael thomas frees you up if you want to go up a little bit at quarterback maybe fade tight end a little bit because it really is only the one on the slate worth the investment everybody else is kind of a dart throw so for me i would favor Tariq Cohn because really even when montgomery's gotten the volume mike the returns have not been there and that's my concern with this one and you know, it's funny. You mentioned Trubisky earlier in that first segment. The fact that Trubisky always seems to come out flat in that first quarter, I always feel like that kind of holds back that production. If he can come out there today and break that trend, then maybe he does return. Maybe. But I'll tell you what, man. I think I would side with Tariq Cohen. I'm curious. Where do you stand between those two running backs? I think I would not play Cohen in on FanDuel at all. Um, you know, when I say at all, I'm saying a low percentage. If you have a lot of lineups going on, I'm saying low percentage. Only because those numbers that you mentioned with Cohen – have been somewhat touchdown dependent. He scored two of the last three weeks. So that has pushed those numbers up. And but he's also touched the football a lot in the yes, last three weeks. Yes, he's got, he's got uh, over 10 touches the last three weeks, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, so that is encouraging. It just hasn't been, I guess it just hasn't been what I've thought for Tariq in this whole well, season. Well, the Bears offense hasn't been anything That's good right. either. And, and you go back that last game against Detroit, he did have a touchdown that went too. Uh, he had 12 fan duel points in that. And Montgomery hasn't been good for a month. He hasn't been good at all, if he's been good at all this whole year. But I will say that I think I'm going to take some shots with him today. I do think that they could be down. If they're getting down close to the goal line, I think he could see a couple of touches. I'm hoping for the David Montgomery game that maybe isn't that efficient, and I understand it's touchdown dependent, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll have a, as much a percentage of him as I'll have of Cohen, uh, although Cohen will definitely be a lean on DraftKings. That's sort of how I'm looking at that. Yeah, I just uh, Montgomery to me is a very tough sell in this game. In fact, the running backs in general are tough sell. The problem is you have to kind of at least dabble with one of them yeah. because you can't get to where you want to in terms of the volume of the Ezekiel Elliott's, of the Alvin Kamara's, of the Michael Thomas's. I haven't put together any Kamara and Zeke Elliott lineups it's, yet. It's almost well you can but then you're not you're you're gonna go you're gonna be talking about well not even blouse so much as it's gage it's beasley it's those secondary wide receivers which if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 